The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. One of the things I like about Lent is that by the time it's over, it's usually springtime. Of course, with the strange weather this year, who knows? Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Wednesday, February 28, 2024, Wednesday of the second week of Lent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Pope St. Hilary. He was Pope from 461 to 468, guardian of church unity, Born in Sardinia, Italy, and was a papal legate to the Robber Council of Ephesus in 449, he barely escaped with his life from that affair, Hillary was used by Pope St. Leo I on many assignments. When Leo died, Hillary was elected pope and consecrated in 461. He rebuilt many Roman churches and erected the chapel of St. John Lateran. He sent a decree to the Eastern bishops validating the decisions of the general councils of Nicaea, Ephesus, and Chalcedon. Hilary consolidated the church in Sandi, Africa, and Gaul. He died in Rome February 28, 468. Pope St. Hilary, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing, universal sacrifice I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire, take my offering, and graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for those with a terminal illness and their families that they receive the necessary physical and spiritual care and accompaniment. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In today's Gospel, we're told twice that Jesus is going up to Jerusalem. The first line begins, Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. And on the way, he took the twelve to one side and said to them, Now we are going up to Jerusalem. And then he begins to tell the apostles that he is going to suffer terribly, to be condemned to death, to be handed over to the pagans, to be mocked and scourged and crucified by them. And then on the third day that he will rise again. Well, if you have ever been to Jerusalem, you realize that when Jesus says, we are going up to Jerusalem, he means that very literally, because they're certainly going up. No matter where they're coming from in Israel, they're going up. Because Jesus, or Jerusalem rather, sorry, is rather at the top of a, well, mountain, 
of about 2,500 feet, our mountain range. So wherever you're coming from in Israel, you're really going up to Jerusalem because you're going uphill. And that is perhaps one of the things that Jesus means when he says we're going up to Jerusalem, not just we're going in the direction of Jerusalem. But of course, Jesus says that he is going there to die. But one of those who hears him is the mother of Zebedee's sons, as she's called. So the, the wife of, of a man called Zebedee. We could call her Mrs. Zebedee. She doesn't really understand what Jesus is, means when he says these things. And in a, in a way that's kind of strange, she then approaches Jesus. And she says to him that she wants him to ensure that her two sons, who are James and John, very well known, that they would sit one at your right hand and the other at your left hand in your kingdom. In other words, she thinks Jesus is going up to Jerusalem to triumph, that this is his ascent to a throne, a moment of his final kind of glory in this world. And she, I suppose, being a kind of an ambitious mother, she wants that her little sons, John and James, would there be right beside him with the plum positions and that they would be therefore glorified. And everybody would say, wow, what wonderful children Mrs. Zebedee has. She must be a great woman. Now, Jesus very politely explains to her that she has kind of got it wrong. He says to her, you do not know what you're asking. And then Jesus asks James and John if they can drink the cup that he's going to drink. Of course, we know now this is a cup of suffering. And they say they can. And Jesus says, well, then you're going to drink it. But I can't guarantee you those seats, which seems a little bit like a trick. You're feeling a little bit sorry for John and James. Maybe they thought, well, we're going to get this position by these two plum jobs in the great kingdom that Jesus is about to inaugurate in Jerusalem. But instead, they get guaranteed this cup of suffering. So you feel a little bit sorry. for them. But what happens next is, is kind of worse still. And that is that the other 10 apostles were told that they get very indignant with the two brothers who just landed, it appears. Again, they don't really understand what's going on, but they think, well, James and John have just got the two top positions in Jesus' kingdom, which is about to start when we ascend to Jerusalem. And, and they're indignant. We can start, I don't think they pushed poor James and John around the place, but verbally a little bit, saying, giving out to them, how would you do this? Now, the funny thing is, that is you and that is me. When a friend of yours gets the best student of the year, or a guy or a girl that you were after is snatched up by somebody else, or a colleague gets a promotion that you should have got, but then what happens to us? We go green with envy. And we even start mistreating that person because we are envious. Now Jesus sees this, and so he calls over the apostles to himself. And he says to them, look, that's the way the pagans work. They want to lord it over people. They want, they want people to feel their authority. But he says, this is not to happen among you. And that means you and me. He says, if you want to be great, you have to be small. You have to be a servant, even a slave. 
just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So look what Jesus is saying to you and to me. Look, I didn't come to be a super success, to get the top positions, to have glory, to have people telling me I was wonderful. Rather, I came because I just want to serve people. But the kind of jobs that people don't even notice. You can imagine, well, actually, Jesus gives us a very, very dramatic example of the kind of job he wants to do. Washing people's feet. But you and I, secretly, because we don't say it so openly, we want to be the, the dominant one. We're a bit like Walter Mitty, that famous character, who's a weak and henpecked husband who imagines himself. He goes off on these flights of fancy and he imagines himself one moment to be a world-famous surgeon and the next moment he thinks he's a World War II fighter pilot, a hero, and everybody is, is whispering his name in awe. There's a famous litany about humanity. It's called the Litany of Humanity, apparently composed by Cardinal Mary Delval, very famous, very holy secretary to Pope St. Pius X. And he asks Jesus to free us from these desires to triumph that we have. It's a long, it's longish. I'm just going to quote the first part of it, uh, where he says, from the desire of being, and he gives out several kind of examples of the kind of things you and I secretly, because we don't tell people, maybe in confession, we secretly desire these things. From the desire of being esteemed, considered an important person, that is, Jesus, deliver me, oh Jesus, he says. From the desire of being loved, uh, people approving of our podcast, for instance. From the desire of being extolled, look at her, look at him, look at her, she or he is an example to us all. That's being extolled. From the desire of being honored, the world famous surgeon, for example. From the, from the desire of being praised, again, deliver me, oh Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others. How we love that. Somebody I know, well, jokingly, but when he's praised and people say, oh, I prefer you to any other, anybody else, he purrs like a cat. From the desire of being consulted. Again, how we love it when people say, oh, excuse me, can I pick your ex extensive brains? Because I hear you're so clever. Mm, I purr like a cat. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, oh Jesus. And we look at Jesus, that in his life, for, for much of his life, Jesus had none of these things, and definitely not in the Passion. When he's disgraced, he's hated, he's shamed, mocked. Remember, Barabbas is preferred to him by almost all of Jerusalem. So, as Jesus says at the beginning of today's Gospel, we are going up to Jerusalem. Not to be above others, but rather to be with you, Jesus, to serve others. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. And of course, there's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll begin this liturgical day in just a few minutes on Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
It's Wednesday of the second week of Lent, February 28, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And we begin this day of prayer as we join with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and And my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. The Lord's is the earth and and all its fullness, fullness, the the world and all its its peoples. It is He who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Who, who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him, seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, Let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Who is the King of glory? The The Lord, the the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, Let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies. He is the King of glory. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come. Let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering.
we groan in pain as we await the redemption of our bodies. We groan groan in pain as we we await the redemption of our bodies. I said, I will be watchful of my ways, for fear I should sin with my tongue. I will put a curb on my lips when the wicked man stands before me. I was dumb, silent, and still. His prosperity stirred my grief. My heart was burning within me. At the thought of it, the fire blazed up and my tongue burst into speech. O Lord, you have shown me my end. How short is the length of my days. Now I know how fleeting is my life. You have given me a short span of days. My life is as nothing in your sight. A mere breath, the man who stood so firm. A mere shadow, the man passing by. A mere breath, the riches he hoards, not knowing who will have them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. We groan in pain as we we await the redemption of our bodies. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let me not weep in vain. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let Let me not weep in vain. And now, Lord, what is there to wait for? In you rests all my hope. Set me free from all my sins. Do not make me the taunt of the fool. I was silent, not opening my lips, because this was all your doing. Take away your scourge from me. I am crushed by the blows of your hand. You punish man's sin and correct him. Like the moth, you devour all he treasures. Mortal man is no more than a breath. O Lord, hear my prayer. O Lord, turn your ear to my cry. Do not be deaf to my tears. In your house I am a passing guest, a pilgrim, like all my fathers. Look away that I may breathe again before I depart to be no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Through your Son you taught us, Father, not to be fearful of tomorrow, but to commit our lives to your care. Do not withhold your Spirit from us, but help us find a life of peace after these days of trouble. Hear Hear and and answer answer my prayer, O Lord. Let Let me not weep in vain. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. Why do you boast of your wickedness, you champion of evil, planning ruin all day long, your tongue like a sharpened razor, you master of deceit? You love evil more than good, lies more than truth, You love the destructive word, you tongue of deceit. For this, God will destroy you and remove you forever. He will snatch you from your tent and uproot you from the land of the living. The just shall see and fear. They shall laugh and say, So this is the man who refused to take God as his stronghold, but trusted in the greatness of his wealth and grew powerful by his crimes. But I am like a growing olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the goodness of God forever and ever. I will thank you forevermore, for this is your doing. I will proclaim that your name is good in the presence of your friends. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, you cut down the unfruitful branch for burning, and prune the fertile to make it bear more fruit. Make us grow like laden olive trees in your domain, firmly rooted in the power and mercy of your Son, so that you may gather from us fruit worthy of eternal life. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. Turn back to the Lord and do penance. Be renewed in heart and spirit. A reading from the book of Exodus. From the desert of sin, the whole Israelite community journeyed by stages, as the Lord directed, and encamped at Rephidim. Here there was no water for the people to drink. They quarreled, therefore, with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to a test? Here then, in their thirst for water, the people grumbled against Moses, saying, Why did you ever make us leave Egypt? Was it just to have us die here of thirst? with our children and our livestock. So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? A little more and they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go over there in front of the people, along with some of the elders of Israel, holding in your hand as you go the staff with which you struck the river. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock in Horeb. Strike the rock, and the water will flow from it for the people to drink. This Moses did in the presence of the elders of Israel. The place was called Massah and Mirabah, because the Israelites quarreled there and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord in our midst or not? At Rephidim, Amalek came and waged war against Israel. Moses therefore said to Joshua, Pick out certain men, and tomorrow go out and engage Amalek in battle. I will be standing on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him. He engaged Amalek in battle after Moses had climbed to the top of the hill with Aaron and Hur. As long as Moses kept his hands raised up, Israel had the better of the fight. But when he let his hands rest, Amalek had the better of the fight. Moses' hands, however, grew tired, so they put a rock in place for him to sit on. Meanwhile, Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. And Joshua mowed down Amalek and his people, with the edge of the sword. Then Moses, then the Lord said to Moses, Write this down in a document as something to be remembered and recite it in the ears of Joshua. I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under the heavens. Moses also built an altar there, which he called Yahweh Nisi, for he said, The Lord takes in hand his banner. The Lord will wage war against Amalek through the centuries. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. With joy you will draw water from the springs of salvation. 
And on that day you will say, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name. The water I shall give you will become in you a spring, welling up to eternal life. And on that day you will say, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name. From the Treatise Against Heresies by St. Irenaeus, Bishop. From the beginning, God created man out of his own generosity. He chose the patriarchs to give them salvation. He took his people in hand, teaching them, unteachable as they were, to follow him. He gave them prophets, accustoming man to bear his spirit and to have communion with God on earth. He who stands in need of no one gave communion with himself to those who need him. Like an architect, he outlined the plan of salvation to those who sought to please him. By his own hand, he gave food in Egypt to those who did not see him. To those who were restless in the desert, he gave a law perfectly suited to them. To those who entered the land of prosperity, he gave a worthy inheritance. He killed the fatted calf for those who turned to him as father and clothed them with the finest garment. In so many ways, he was training the human race to take part in the harmonious song of salvation. For this reason, John in the book of Revelation says, His voice was as the voice of many waters. The Spirit of God is indeed a multitude of waters, for the Father is rich and great. As the Word passed among all these people, He provided help in generous measure for those who were obedient to Him by drawing up a law that was suitable and fitting for every circumstance. He established a law for the people governing the construction of the tabernacle and the building of the temple, the choice of Levites, the sacrifices, the offerings, the rites of purification, and the rest of what belonged to worship. He himself needs none of these things. He is always filled with all that is good. Even before Moses existed, he had within himself every fragrance of all that is pleasing. Yet he sought to teach his people, always ready though they were to return to their idols. Through many acts of indulgence, he tried to prepare them for perseverance in his service. He kept calling them to what was primary by means of what was secondary, that is, through foreshadowings to the reality, through things of time to the things of eternity, through things of the flesh to the things of the spirit, through earthly things to the heavenly things. As he said to Moses, You will fashion all things according to the pattern that you saw on the mountain. For forty days Moses was engaged in remembering the words of God, the heavenly patterns, the spiritual images, the foreshadowings of what was to come. St. Paul says, They drank from the rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. After speaking of the things that were in the law, he continues, All these things happened to them as symbols. They were written to instruct us on whom the end of the ages has come. Through foreshadowings of the future, they were learning reverence for God and perseverance in His service. The law was therefore a school of instruction for them and a prophecy of what was to come. The law was our guardian until Christ came and made it possible for us to be reconciled to God by faith. And And now now that the time time of faith has come, we are are under the guardian no no longer. Before the time of faith came, the law kept us strictly in check, watching us closely until faith should be revealed. 
And And now now that the time time of faith has come, we we are are under under that guardian no longer. Let us pray. Keep your family, O Lord, schooled always in good works, and so comfort them with your protection here, as to lead them graciously to gifts on high. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. James and John might not have known quite what they were getting into. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for February 28, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the mother of James and John has a rather audacious request of Jesus. It's from the 20th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the 12 disciples aside. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and scribes and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to be mocked and scourged and crucified. And he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came up to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. What do you want? Command that these two sons of mine may sit, one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? James and John said to him, We are. We are able. You will drink my cup. But to sit at my right hand and at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard it, they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him. You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, from the context, you probably already have a pretty good idea, but let's look at just what is meant by drinking of the chalice. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 2, Lent and Eastertide. While Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, he spoke for the third time to his disciples about his passion and death and of his glorious resurrection. At one of the places where they stopped on the journey, he was approached by one of the group accompanying him, a woman, the mother of James and John. She sought to gain a favor for her sons. Kneeling before him, she asked him for something, narrates St. Matthew. She tells Jesus quite simply, Command that these two sons of mine, 
may sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Our Lord replied immediately, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup I am to drink? They said to him, We are able. The two brothers must not have grasped the reality of the situation. For a little earlier, as St. Luke tells us, when Jesus spoke of his passion, they understood none of these things. This saying was hid from them, and they did not grasp what was said. The language of the cross is not easy to understand. Nevertheless, they were disposed, albeit with a general intention, to go along with whatever Jesus wanted. They had not placed any limits on how far they were willing to follow our Lord, nor have we. And so, when we make petition for something, when we pray, we ought to be disposed towards accepting above all the will of God, even when it does not accord or run parallel with our wishes. His Majesty knows what is suitable for us. It is not for us to advise Him what to give us, for He can rightly reply that we do not know what we ask. He wants us to ask Him for what we need and what we want, but above all, He wants us to conform our will to His. He will always give us what is best. James and John ask for a place of honor in the new kingdom, and Jesus talks to them about redemption. He asks them if they are ready to suffer with him. He uses the familiar Hebrew image of a chalice, which symbolizes the will of God for an individual. The Lord's is a bitter chalice, which will turn to a chalice of blessings for all men. Drinking the cup of another was a sign of deep friendship and of readiness to share a common destiny. It is to this intimate relationship that our Lord invites those who wish to follow him. To take part in the glorious resurrection, one has to share the cross with him. Are you ready to suffer with me? Are you able to drink of my chalice with me? We can, replied the two apostles. James died a few years later, beheaded on the orders of Herod Agrippa. St. John underwent innumerable sufferings and persecution for love of his Lord. He has called us too and asks us, as he asked James and John, are you ready to drink the cup? That cup which means giving yourself fully to the will of the Father, which I am going to drink? Yes, we are ready, is the reply of the sons of thunder. Are you and I really ready to carry out in everything the will of our Father God? Have we given our Lord our whole heart, or are we attached to our own self? and to our own interests and comfort and self-love? Is there anything in our lives which is out of keeping with our Christianity, something which makes us unwilling to mend our ways? Today, we are given a chance to set things straight. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and it's available at your local Catholic bookstore. We pray with the whole church again. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. O God, all your ways are holy. What God can compare? With our God. O God, God, 
all your ways are holy. What God can compare with our God? I cry aloud to God, cry aloud to God, that he may hear me. In the day of my distress, I sought the Lord. My hands were raised at night without ceasing. My soul refused to be consoled. I remembered my God, and I groaned. I pondered, and my spirit fainted. You withheld sleep from my eyes. I was troubled. I could not speak. I thought of the days of long ago, and I remembered the years long past. At night I mused within my heart. I pondered, and my spirit questioned. Will the Lord reject us forever? Will he show us his favor no more? Has his love vanished forever? Has his promise come to an end? Does God forget his mercy or in anger withhold his compassion? I said, This is what causes my grief, that the way of the Most High has changed. I remember the deeds of the Lord. I remember your wonders of old. I muse on all your works and ponder your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? You are the God who works wonders. You showed your power among the peoples. Your strong arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The water saw you, O God. The water saw you and trembled. The depths were moved with terror. The clouds poured down rain. The skies sent forth their voice. Your arrows flashed to and fro. Your thunder rolled around the sky. Your flashes lighted up the world. The earth was moved and trembled when your way led through the sea. Your path through the mighty waters, and no one saw your footprints. You guided your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Father, you established your ancient covenant by signs and wonders. But more wondrously, you confirmed the new one through the sacrifice of your Son. Guide your church through the pathways of life that we may be led to the land of promise and celebrate your name with lasting praise. O oh God, all your ways are holy. What God can compare with our God? My heart leaps up with joy to the Lord. For he humbles only to exalt us. My, My heart, heart leaps, leaps up with joy to the Lord. For he humbles only to exalt us. My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in my God. I have swallowed up my enemies. I rejoice in my victory. There is no holy one like the Lord. There is no rock like our God. Speak boastfully no longer, nor let arrogance issue from your mouths. 
for an all-knowing God is the Lord, a God who judges deeds. The bows of the mighty are broken, while the tottering gird on strength. The well-fed hire themselves out for bread, while the hungry batten on spoil. The barren wife bears seven sons, while the mother of many languishes. The Lord puts to death and gives life. He casts down to the netherworld. He raises up again. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He humbles. He also exalts. He raises the needy from the dust. From the ash heap he lifts up the poor to seat them with nobles and make a glorious throne their heritage. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the footsteps of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall perish in the darkness. For not by strength does man prevail. The Lord's foes shall be shattered. The Most High in heaven thunders. The Lord judges the ends of the earth. Now may he give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was, as it was in, in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. My heart leaps up with joy to the Lord, for he humbles only to exalt us. The Lord is king, let the earth rejoice. The Lord, the Lord is, is king, king, let the earth rejoice. The Lord is king, let earth rejoice. Let all the coastlands be glad. Cloud and darkness are his raiment, his throne, justice and right. A fire prepares his path. It burns up his foes on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth trembles at the sight. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord of all the earth. The skies proclaim his justice. All people see his glory. Let those who serve idols be ashamed, those who boast of their worthless gods. All you spirits worship him. Zion hears and is glad. The people of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you indeed are the Lord, most high above all the earth, exalted far above all spirits. The Lord loves those who hate evil. He guards the souls of his saints. He sets them free from the wicked. Light shines forth for the just, and joy for the upright of heart. Rejoice, you just, in the Lord. Give glory to his holy name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as was, it was in, in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, you clothe the sky with light, and the depths of the ocean with darkness. Among the sons of men you work wonders and rain terror upon the enemy. Look upon your servants. Do not try us by fire, 
but bring us rejoicing to the shelter of your home. The Lord is King, let the earth rejoice. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. The Lord your God has chosen you from all the nations on the face of the earth to be a people peculiarly his own. It was because the Lord loved you and because of his fidelity to the oath he had sworn to your fathers that he brought you out with his strong hand from the place of slavery and ransomed you from the land of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Understand, then, that the Lord your God is God indeed, the faithful God who keeps his merciful covenant to the thousandth generation toward those who love him and keep his commandments. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. God, God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare, from those who would trap me with lying words, and, and from, from the hunter's snare. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Let us pray. Let us give thanks to God our Father. Through the power of the Spirit, he purifies our hearts and strengthens us in love. Let us humbly ask him. Lord, Lord give, give us, us your, your Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Help us to receive good things from your bounty with deep sense of gratitude. And to accept with patience the evil that comes to us. Lord, give, give us, us your, your Holy Spirit. Spirit. Teach us to be loving, not only in great and exceptional moments, but above all in the ordinary events of daily life. 
Lord, give give us us your your Holy Spirit. Spirit. May we abstain from what we do not really need. And help our brothers and sisters in distress. Lord, give give us your Holy Spirit. May we bear the wounds of your Son. For through his body he gave us life. Lord, give give us your Holy Spirit. And to these intercessions we pause to add the prayers of our own hearts. Lord, give give us your Holy Spirit. Let us conclude our prayers with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Keep your family, O Lord, schooled always in good works, and so comfort them with your protection here as to lead them graciously to gifts on high. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Time to come down from the mountaintop. Morning Air with John and Glenn is coming right up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid is along a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out and make it a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.